This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, a very good evening to everyone today. I hope you're well. I hope you're feeling good. I hope you enjoyed yesterday. What a spectacular day it was. Absolutely amazing. And um, I say, it's been a long weekend. Me and Em went down yesterday. We stayed overnight. Uh, we did, uh, after the game, celebrate. We, we met an eight Norrie lookalike. If you've seen on my uh, Twitter or my Instagram, uh, he was a lovely bloke, Portuguese, he's a big Wolves fan as well, so he's absolutely buzzing. And um, and then I said to Emma, well, do you want to go for a drink afterwards? And uh, she says, no, can we get back to watch Match of the Day, please? So, uh, so we did. So you can probably see as well, I'm wearing the old uh, Philadelphia Eagles uh, tee. I've uh, supported these, uh, my American NFL team, since ooh, since the Mark Wahlberg film. Um, and they're in the Super Bowl tonight. So we have got a slightly Super Bowl uh, flavour um, tonight. So we're going to be asking every one of, the, uh, of our guests, uh, fellow Wolves fans, their favourite NFL team. And um, so they can say why. I think there's a couple of little stories that we've got in there as well. And then obviously you guys in the chat can get involved and let us know who you support and who you're going to be rooting for. Will you be rooting for the Eagles tonight or will you be going for the Kansas City Chiefs? It's a late one, 11 o'clock. But let's get our first three guests on the show. First of all, we've got Manny. How you doing, mate? Hi, how you doing? Hello, everybody. And uh, we've got... Lord Jason Guy, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing, yeah? I don't want you to arguing tonight or fighting, please. No. He was arguing with you last time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and um, fresh from his sacking, um, although he has lost a little bit of air, it's Nathan, not Jones. Evening, Dave. <laughs> how are we, boys? Good, We're good, okay, good. man. Ready to go. Buzzing. Absolutely, but I tell you what, I'm still on. I'm still on cloud nine, uh, and we even got third on match of the day as well, which was absolutely good. Uh, Manny, um, tell me about your day yesterday. 
Oh man, what a day! Honestly, um, obviously Southampton is always uh, a long, long day, isn't it? So I actually I've been training for the half marathon, uh, the marathon, and I had a a fourteen mile run planned, and also travelling to Southampton. I thought, how's that going to work? So I got up at five o'clock in the morning and smashed out two and a half hour run. I think I broke my personal best in the half marathon during it and then oh. straight in the car and drove down to Southampton. So, you know, when you get there, you're thinking, we knew how important that game was. Um, you know, a team that were below us, try and put a bit of a gap. But they're the hardest games because they're playing for their lives. And, and I know they're... They've got the world's greatest manager, but you know, they've um, uh, they, they're not they're not as bad as all that, and they showed it in that first half. They just um, uh, were on the front foot. They pinned us back, and um, uh, you know, um, it was a very very tricky game. And, and I don't think any of us could have predicted what happened, especially after the sending off. Um, it looked like you know, here we go again. Um, you know, one step forward with the Liverpool game, maybe a step back or a couple of steps back today, but. Um, the mentality, the attitude, the fight, you know, the substitutions, key, huge, huge key um, area of the game was the substitutions that he makes very, very quickly. Um, and um, uh, he does that in every game. There was no messing about, like, seeing how the second half panned out for 10 or 15 minutes. He just knew and he put on the right players. He knew he was getting pinned back. He'd, he was on a yellow card. He was hanging by a thread really and, and bringing Bueno on and, and Adama and then you know the absolute masterstroke probably was Costa <laughs> you know people um, say what they like about him I, I read um, I think Jace put a post on, on Twitter I and they summed it, summed, it up, summed it up perfectly because it was just um, you know we we were retaining the ball and when you when you're down to 10 you need some respite. You just can't keep facing a barrage of pressure because eventually it will tell. And literally, we had more possession. We had more shots. We had more. We passed more than a side with an extra player. And that's, I think, all down to um, uh, the manager being brave, having having a brave mentality and not just hanging on. Well, Jason, uh, Manny, um, I think I saw that tweet that you put out there, which was... Uh, Costa comes in for a bit of stick, but if you want yeah. someone that's going to basically unsettle that uh, Southampton, you know, and, and he got pure, and he came on and he, he caused chaos, didn't he? Absolutely, and I think with Costa, obviously, we're all as frustrated as he's that he hasn't scored. And listen, he was never going to come in and score 20 goals anyway a season, was he? Let's be realistic. But what he has brought to the team, and I brought this up in a previous podcast we did, he does bring other players into play so well. He unsettles defences. His experience is unbelievable. You know, he can have his back mm -hmm. to goal. He tells players where he wants them to be, where he wants the ball. You know, it's just that experience is invaluable. And listen, if if, if Lopetegui had no faith in him, we've got a lot of options now. He wouldn't be bringing him on. But mm -hmm. he knows that there's still something there. Yes, it's not the Costa, and I've said this, he's not the Costa of five, six years ago, clearly. But there's still something there. And Manny's quite right about the substitutions. The substitutions yesterday were incredible. And, mm. you know, if you look at uh, Costa, Triori and Gomez, all played a massive part yesterday. A, a massive part coming from the bench, where before, you know, under, under Lars especially, we, was, we were scared to use the bench. It was void of options. Now, 
we've got four to five first teamers on the bench, so we can change the game. So yesterday, obviously, we're you know we're a goal down. It's frustrating. We're down to ten men, and, and we went to win a game, and we beat a team really who we should be beating. You know, these are teams in and around the bottom half. It's so important to get points off those teams, and we did. You know, it's great getting points off Liverpool, and but. The, the teams we really need to get points off aren't the teams at the top of the teams down the bottom with us. So yesterday was, was listen, we couldn't have asked for anything more. I'll tell you what, you're absolutely right. And I'm going to come over to you in a minute, uh, Nathan, because like we've got over 170 uh, people already watching live on the show within the first five or ten minutes. So welcome to the show. And if you want to uh, comment in the chat, uh, all you have to do is subscribe to the channel and you'll be able to comment as well. Nathan, you've had a. I, I know we've got this uh, little bet, which I think you'll probably get. You, you like you could have a win for charity. This ten pound bet, and you've not been Costa's biggest fan. But like, do you concur with what Manny and Jason said about the impact he made yesterday? Absolutely not. He was rubbish. No, I'm joking. He was. <laughs> it was just what we needed. We know Kuna's not the finished article, and you know whether or not he's, he's, he ends up playing that number nine role. I'm not so sure, but you know he's, he's all no. we've got really. At number nine, and I think Costa, as Jason and Manny alluded to, held up that ball brilliantly. And he's pointing and he's directing and he's he's almost managing from the front. And yeah. we've lacked that, you know. When when Jimenez was in his prime, he was fantastic at holding the ball up and flicking it on. And you know, you had um, you had Joshua Adama running off in it was fantastic. At the moment, we haven't got that, but the game was changed yesterday by bringing Costa on. And you know, as Manny and Jay said about uh, the manager, he's he's reactive. He's not slow to change things. And, we, you know, we've had that in the past. We've had, you know, managers who leave it to the last 10, 20 to change things when it's too late. By bringing Adama yeah. on, we, we'd probably set up wrong in the first place with four central midfielders on the pitch. Yeah. We weren't beating the press. They're, I mean, first off, we were probably lucky to get away with, you know, the 1-0. Fantastic save from Saar to, you know, to keep it 1-0 as well. Let's not forget that. But that second half transformation and... You know, Southampton just didn't know what hit them. Adama on that side was was running things and um, held in the holding the ball at Costa was. You know, I'll eat my words on that one. He was tremendous. He might not score. He might not ever score a goal. But if he contributes like that during games off the bench, then then fabulous. It's just what we needed. Absolutely. And David Lindsay, if you were on time, you would absolutely know why I'm wearing this top. So you're late. So there you go. Um, I'm wearing it because it's the Super Bowl. This is the American football team I support. And we've got a slightly Super Bowl theme tonight uh, where we're going to be asking everyone about their favourite NFL team as well as talking about the game. And um, so there you go. So be on time and you'll know. <laughs> mate, you make some absolutely brilliant points, mate, because obviously we've talked about Costa and stuff like that. Just going back to whatever all the boys have said, I mean, I obviously I was there with um, Manny was a bit to the right of me. You were behind the goals. And uh, we were right onto the uh, to the left hand side, and uh, obviously we're going to talk about the, uh, the 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 decisions in the game and the ref because we need we it's, we've got to talk about it. But I did say to uh, Emma at half time, and Manny, you made the point about Bueno. Ain't Norrie was having a nightmare yesterday, uh, and I said, were, I think they were what they were doing. They're targeting him. Those yeah. two forwards, um, well, that one forward. How tall was he? Dawson looked like yeah. Pedence next to him. He was huge. And 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 what they were doing was they were piling um, them towards one side and they were playing cross-field balls over to Aitnuri. And we know Ryan Aitnuri is a forward-thinking fallback, a wing-back ideally, or even probably further up. And when it's a flat-back four and you pin him back, 
then he's not as composed defensively. And he was making a lot of last-ditch challenges to just get away with it, and he got fucked. And we could literally, I mean, that referee spent the first half with his arm up in the air, the amount of yellow cards he was dishing out for what, I don't know. And and you could see Aitnuri was going to be the next one. So, you know, for him, uh, Lobtegi to straight away. And what Jay says, we've got first teamers on the bench. So it's not like you're looking at a Kundal or a Campbell or a, or a Lembekis. You're not looking at kids that you've thrown on the bench. You've got mm. first team proven players now. And, um, and Bueno is so cool. He's so composed. That last 10 minutes, the way he kept the ball, the way he tackled, the way... He was so composed, wasn't he? He was like He's such a young no, lad. He really man, honestly, he was fabulous and 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 a little bit unlucky not to be in the side. Um, you know, he, he lost his position place in the Liverpool game. Obviously, when you win three 0 you probably think, okay, we'll go with the same sort of team again when you beat Liverpool three 0 Fair play, but um, well, I know I it's a think... good record against um, what's his name? Um, oh God. Salah, because he did in the in the cut in, in the cup all the yeah. game last year. He, he marked him out the game, and maybe that was the thinking. And he's kept his place. Yeah. He has got frailties yeah. though, defensively, and and I think he was he was he was suffering um, in that first half. So, but like Nathan's just said as well, he just Lopetegui just doesn't think, think twice, does he? He just thinks right. I'm going to change this, and if it's two or three players, he's got to bring on at and- half time. He's that's not first time. Half time, we've had players just come on and. And Southampton were rattled. Costa and Traore, you know, that was a different dimension. Southampton defenders just were at sixes and sevens. And literally, they looked like the side that had 10 men. And, and we could have probably gone and scored. I know they still had, I think, oh, when we went to... Oh, got save in that added time, didn't he? He did. I think, you know, you just subconsciously, you're 2-1 up and you think, oh, we've got ourselves in this great position. And you start drawing back again to so Southampton came again a little bit um but you know really really um he, probably the win of the season let's be honest from that position against a side that was below us we have beaten all those sides haven't we Everton yeah. Southampton we've beaten all those sides below us and but we've got to start looking at other sides you know we beat Liverpool but we've got you know the Brightons and the Leicesters and the you know, bloody, you know, the Eagles in South London, Crystal Palace. That's what I was thinking about. And you know, all of them, they've we've got a the he's with those sides as well. <laughs> the bees of Brentford, the toffees of Everton, <laughs> the toffees of Everton. We've yeah. got to we've got to beat those sides as well, haven't we? we? We're good enough to beat them and 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 look upwards. You know, I'm sure a few weeks ago we was about twelve points behind the Villa. We're five points behind now, so. We can catch yeah, because they lost them. today, didn't they? Three one, three one. Yeah. Um, just talking about the uh, the yellow cards. I mean, like at the start of the game, someone said. I mean, he got when when you saw Nevers's explanation on the interview about basically him being uh, aggressive, or he was. I know he was the third player to come up to him yeah. and uh, and book, and apparently. Yeah. Someone said on the chat that a City player got a yellow card for the same thing for being the third player today or something as well. I haven't watched that game. But it's like he could have booked any of the other two players and it's a soft red card. And the mean is off the off, you know, the first the first foul was a bit soft for a yellow card as well. And it does seem like I think is that four red cards we've had against us this season now? Is it four? I don't know, Dave. 
it's four, isn't it? Because we've had Colin, Samedo, Lamina, and then Costa. That's four red cards we've had this season. We haven't had a, we haven't had that happen to us. We haven't had yeah. A, but I, let's be honest, Collins and Costa. One was a kung fu kick, and the other one was a head <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. One was a beheading. Although the, the end yeah. court, again, like we're talking about the red card. Yeah, the Collins one definitely. So yeah. maybe one was that, but the the Diego Costa one, I think, was more on reputation than anything else because he didn't actually majorly headbutt him, and there was the stuff that was going on before. But they only <laughs> Dave, come on, Dave. Dave, that was that Dave, was a... what do you want? Snap his neck. Dave, do you want him to like right hook? He's got to I'm trying to be pedantic here. He didn't even break his nose. I know. How dare he send him off? Yeah, that was a really top red that was, Dave. I know, yeah. I'm glad that you all agree with me on that. That's a fair one. Nathan, what did you think about the ref yesterday? What was your thoughts? If you can put it without um, in nice in a nice word. Expletives. Expletives. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think we, we all watch match of the day and VAR and referees come in for an absolute slating yesterday all across the board in nearly every game. But that one in particular, it, where's that rule come from? This third aggressive person r- running to the ref. Have they been briefed? Have teams been briefed that well, you can only have two? Ludicrous, absolutely. So he was, he looked out of his depth. The way he was waving his arms around, as Manny said, and those yellow cards were coming out like confetti. It was, it was ridiculous. And it was only a matter of time, as Manny said, that Eight Nori was going to be the next for just any kind of foul. So mm. he had to change things pretty quick. But um, there, were, there were worse tackles. Funnily enough, Kuna, I think, had about four or five tackles and never got booked. He was mm. much worse than than the others. It was unbelievable. So yeah, it was it, you know it was farcical, as everybody said. Just just an I, awful I think, awful refereeing. I think that's the thing. It's the absolute inconsistency of it all. And, and looking yeah. at it, I, I think they have been briefed this weekend. Someone put it up on Twitter earlier. Um, the actual letter of the law, and I'll read this. Surrounding match officials, a yellow card for at least one player when two or more from a team surround a match official. So we did see it in the Man City game today. Obviously, we yeah. saw it um, saw it yesterday in our game. Um, and listen, it, it, it is a soft yellow, a really soft yellow. It's just awful, isn't it? I mean... Thing is, well, if it's one of the three, the like Jason, yeah. If it's one of the three, then to make a point, he could have given it to Neves and Matinia. He gave it to the guy who's already on a yellow, so he knew he was going to, going to send well, him off. The rule you know. says for at least one player, when two or more from a team surrounded a match official, so it's Neves up first, then Matinia. So Matinia, then just give it to the captain really because he's the, the one who's supposed to set the example. Give it to the captain, you know, well, if he but, has to do. It's really weird because Lamina. Goes sort of jogging up at half pace. Next thing you know, he just he, he just turns quickly. Bang! Yellow card straight away. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see it was that. Like he was waiting, waiting for, it was well, I, I wouldn't class it as surrounding. I wouldn't class it as what Man United normally do to a referee to an official. And it was you know as soon as he was within a couple of yards, bang! It was like he was ready to give it in. And I just thought that was really really harsh. Listen, if it's the letter of the law, it, 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 it's the rules. I don't particularly agree with it, and I just think it was so harsh on the lad yesterday. Well, to be honest, mm. no one would stay on the pitch, would they? You'd have like 10, 9, 10 v 10 every game. Go well, on, exactly. Um, exactly. I was going to say, how's a, how's a footballer supposed to go, right, 
there's one and two running towards the ref. I better not be the third. It's it's the heat of the moment. It's a football game. You don't go oh, right. I'll, I'll count players. You just you're just going to go. You're going to berate the referee, and you know it happens in think, every single game yeah. you ever watch. Absolutely ludicrous. I think dissent should be spoken. Dissent. We, we in the crowd literally were pretty sure that Lamina must have said something because yeah. obviously we didn't know. And yeah. then when you hear that he actually didn't say anything. I mean, that's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, yeah. someone came up to me aggressively. It wasn't even aggressive, was it? Like Yay said, it was just a little, it was a jog. He was probably it the least aggressive of the three. <laughs> it wasn't even as aggressive as what Dave was to you the other week, Manny. It wasn't even yeah, yeah, that was that. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I've been sent off. <laughs> no, that was when Manny was Pretty on the door. Listen, that, that, that's just soft. And, and obviously, none of us were expecting that. And, and Mario Lamina clearly wasn't. And for, for a, you know, listen, Lamina's been playing really, really well. It was a huge miss yesterday. But when you look at the, you know, normally, Wolves go a goal down under large. We've been out the game. Now we're not yeah. because with a goal down, we're down to 10 men. And Lopetegui changes it. He's got a game plan, you know, in, in pretty mm. much any eventuality. So to come back and win 1-0 down, Away, yeah. a team fighting for their lives with ten men. You know what? Incredible win. Yeah. So, Manny, just on to you um, on the game itself. What sort of points or thing that you picked out of that game? Would you? I mean, I think um, it's just a, you know there's a mentality change, isn't there? Let's be honest. Uh, under large, on the touchline and on the pitch, oh, man, we we just seemed like a little bit lost, a little bit heads down very quickly. Never really ever threatened to come back in any of his games in the last um, few months of his reign. You know, once we were down, that was it. That was the game. You know, if they score first, we're not going to come back because we don't score goals. He's, you know, brought put points on the board. He's um, He changes it very quickly. We've scored goals, five goals in two games. Wow. Five goals in two games. That's, that's huge. Anymore, Man, we don't know what to do. We need we need a break. We need to lie down. You know, it's it is and and without let's be honest, without any strikers really getting involved. So there's goals coming from around the pitch. You know, a lot more people getting the you see more people getting in the box as well. That's noticeable. There's not just a lone striker. The cause of the uh, the getting people in the box. I know we got a little bit fortunate with that own goal, but it was the pressure of the no, people no. in the box. Yeah. Like. No, both of them. I mean, Adama very rarely, you know, is in that position. And and to be honest, I have to give Traore a lot of credit yesterday because he wasn't just the winger waiting on the touchline. He was running back in midfield. You saw him at one stage. He ran back to defence and he pinched the ball and he brought it back. So he was tackling in defence. So it's a, obviously there's a, a work hard, work for each other, play for each other. You know, big players like Nunes being told you've got to play on the left and then you when you come inside so that he's not scared to give people different roles mm -hmm. I did I agree with Nathan I don't think that worked for when I saw the lineup I couldn't work it out I thought hey that's all our midfielders and he's got them all on the pitch at the same time what's going on here and I think there's probably quite a few lineups that we've had this season under uh, Lopetegui since his reign where we thought we've scratched our head at the lineup but he also, um, if it did, doesn't work, he changes it straight away anyway. Yeah. So yeah. Um, you have to give him just. It's a squad game. It's not seven. It's fifteen, sixteen. You know, players, and he uses them all, and he uses them pretty much effectively all the time. And and that's the thing. I think going forward, when we watch 
a match that Wolves play under his, you know, uh, stewardship, we know that we've got a manager on the bench that even if it's going badly and we're not playing well, we have to stay behind the team because our manager will change it and we've got um, game changers on the bench to come back and draw us back into the side. And that's a big difference to what, you know, Bruno didn't have that. But Bruno, let's be honest, he wasn't backed like Lopetegui. Um, I don't think he probably would have, you know, succeeded to this level anyway, even if he was. But, um, yeah, so it's good things and and looking upwards and, 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 you know, forget looking downwards. We should look upwards and um, uh, try and reach as high as we can. Why not? Nathan, um, what point would you like to make about yesterday? Well, I think Manny's probably hit the the nail on the head, if I can remember that phrase. the mentality, as Manny said, has changed. The way that, you know, under large, you know, the Bruno ball way of things was pass it across the back for about 12 minutes, bore everyone in the stadium to sleep and then hit a hopeful ball and then it comes back again. We're, we're the, You can see the fitness level, the intensity, everything's just improving and we're just getting up that pitch quicker. The intensity we showed at the start of that Liverpool game, that first 15 minutes was just a... It was just delightful to watch. It was such a change from that boring Bruno ball that we'd seen for so long. And, you know, we've already we've already mentioned the fact that he's not afraid to change things. You know, he he, he recognised in central defence we had a weakness with two relatively youngsters, you know, playing with each other. And he wanted to take Collins out of the filing, filing line. And, you know, he brings in someone and straight away we look a lot more solid at the back. Yeah. Going forward, we're a lot better. I think Manny said, yeah, or, OK, he's been back to the hills, you know, £75 million. The reinforcements in there are there, but Large could have spent that money and had no effect because he just didn't know what players to play at the right time. And, you know, he didn't know his... I don't think he ever knew his best team. And under under Large, we obviously sent all the best central defenders away, you know, either on loan or sold them, ended up with a couple of kids, and it showed. And all of a sudden now we've turned things around. We're, we're looking more of a threat. Five goals mm. in two games is just... I mean, my God, we've we barely scored five goals in 10 games. So to do that is is just great. And it's enjoyable again. You, you're not going with trepidations to Molyneux away now. You're actually looking forward to the game thinking you've got a chance here. And even against teams like the uh, the Busy Bees or the Toffees, you know, we uh, we were struggling. So, yeah, it's, it's just a delight. I'm just enjoying it again. Say again, Jace. I said all the Eagles. All the <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, mate. You make some really good points there. Uh, Jason, uh, we haven't mentioned him, but Gomez was freed yesterday. What Listen. a finish for that second goal. <laughs> what a debut for the lad as well, because, you know, he, he, he's going to be under a certain amount of pressure or putting himself under a certain amount of pressure with the social media Ferrari that, that you know, underpinned his transfer. But do you know what? He's come on a sub. It's a dream debut, isn't it? He's grabbed the winner against Southampton away and he's a hero. I mean, we, we're going to remember that for years to come, aren't we? Just a fantastic start. Um, do you know what? We just look, the players look better individually. You know, the man management that, that, that Lopetegui must be giving them, um, he's clearly given them a real boost. There's so much belief throughout the squad. And I don't want to wish this season away, but I, I'm really looking forward to next season now. You know, when he gets a full, proper pre-season, you know, these players have going to have had time to gel together. There's clearly going to be a lot more confidence. So, listen, like I said, I don't want to wish this season away. I don't think, you know, like I said on, on, on the last show, um, you know, <laughs> we haven't got a great deal to play for, I don't suppose, apart from, our, our, you know, apart from surviving. But we just, listen, as supporters now, we, we, 
we've all got that confidence under Lopetegui, yeah. haven't we? You know, it, it feels like we're just going in the right direction. That's why it's frustrating, really, that it's come at this time. You know, so I think next season, listen, it could be like, you know, some of the, the nights at Molyneux that we had uh, under new now. I just don't, I just hope we get them back. Absolutely. Now, before we get on to our um, man of the match performance rating and moment of the day, as I say, it is the uh, the Super Bowl weekend, which is why I've got this on, if you're just joining. Um, so we're asking everyone, um, if you follow the uh, the thing or you've got a favourite NFL team, we're going to go with uh, you first, Nathan. Um, mine would be the, the Mike Dicta team, uh, the Chicago Bears of 1988, with uh, William Perry, the, the fridge. fridge. Um, <laughs> I, I absolutely love that. And that's when I was really into, you remember, it was Channel 4, wasn't it? It was all yeah. over Channel mm. 4 and I absolutely loved it. Uh, when I was, I think I was at college, yeah. When I was a bit, bit younger and a bit more hairy on the uh, the bonnet, um, yeah. So I'd say the Bears. The Bears have always been a team I followed. I, I've been to Chicago, and it's a wonderful place. Um, very the windy wet, city, wet and windy. But yeah, wonderful. I love Chicago. It's a fantastic city. So yeah, that would be my team. Chicago Bears and guys, leave your thing there. We've got Stu Kelson. He's a, a Patriots. He logs his Patriots. Put yours down in there as well. Um, and let us know. Manny, on to you. I don't know if you've uh, ever watched Yeah, I believe it or not, um, pre-2003, I never used to have a turban. And I actually used to collect baseball caps. And all oh, my yeah. baseball caps came from California um, because my mom's side of my family all live in America. My granddad, my three uncles, they're all in California. So back to the era that uh, Nathan just uh, spoke about, um, Joe Montana was the king you know, and San Francisco 49ers and um, actually um, went to Candlestick Park as well. Um, uh, not to see a match, just to just have a look. And so I would say the Californian light sides um, uh, because um, uh, that's where my family are from. Los Angeles Rams back then, I think they were called. And then there was a Los Angeles yeah, Raiders. I and, think they're um, the Rams now, aren't they? Yeah, I think, I think the, the Oakland, is it, it Oakland was, Raiders now? Raiders as well before that. Yeah, so... Those sides in California, and, and pretty much, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really like the sport. Um, I just had a go at me cousins and my uncles saying, it's not called football, this is football. It's just, you know, four hours of watching absolute dross and um, uh, not enjoying a single second of it. But I used to collect the um, baseball caps. Really, so I go with the <laughs> argument about they call it football because obviously it's all thrown. So, yeah. you know, that's always been something thing. But I don't watch it religiously, but I do like the Eagles. And obviously, because they're in the final tonight, I will be uh, staying from watching it. Now, Jason, over to you for your favourite. And I believe you've also got a story. We <laughs> always like Jason's stories. This is a God's honest true story. So, um, Are you an American it, footballer? <laughs> listen, no. The, the, the I have to tell you what, it could be. built by one. You could, could be. The story right. is incredible. So I was with I was, I was in New York with my late wife, Lucy. Um, and we'd gone to New York for a holiday. And we was going to a restaurant. So when we was in the taxi, I needed the toilet really bad. So as soon as we got to the, the hotel where we was eating, I ran to the toilet. I said, go to the bar. I'll be, I'll Two minutes, went to the toilet, come out, and there's a, there was a bloke chatting her up at the bar. So I went over and he went, oh, sorry, I didn't realise you was together, etc. I said, hey, no problem, mate, so we bought us a drink. So I got chatting to him as I do, and I said, what do you do? He said, uh, I'm, I'm an American football commentator. And I was like, wow. I said, listen, I don't know anything about American football. I said, in fact, I only know one American footballer ever. 
And he went, who's that then? And I went, Dan Marino. And he went, that's me. No! <laughs> I swear. Are you joking, down. Miami Dolphins. And he went, he went, that's me. And I was like, so, so Lucy got my phone, took a picture of me and Dan Marino. Uh, I'll, I'll have to find it out. I've been put on social media before, actually. Yeah, um, we need to see that. But he said, who, me? And I went, no. So I got my phone, got Dan Marino, checked to Dan Marino, so Miami Dolphins. Miami you should have said to Lucy, carry on chatting him up, tell him you're single. I was like, yeah, he literally was chatting him up at the bar. He bought me a drink now, so, you know, it's allowed. That Brilliant. is a really great story. Brief you have story. some fantastic stories, mate. How, how many times have you been to New York, by the way? Oh, flipping heck. About three or four times. I mean, uh, actually, my, my friend Neil did the New York Marathon there. So um, I didn't. I did a, a canathon. I just went from pub to pub drinking. <laughs> <laughs> he did a marathon. I did a canathon. But uh, yeah, he did that for the charity. So yeah, it was good fun. Brilliant. I've been I've been twice, um, which is quite good. Anyway, so let back onto the game. Let's get back onto the game. So we're going to be doing our um, man of the match, of course, our performance rating and our moment or highlight of the day. And we're going to go with Nathan first for this one. Do you know what? I'm going to give him ten out of ten. I don't know. You can't to to win a game from with ten men in the you know for yeah. all that time. It's it's got to be a ten. I, I don't think you can you can give him anything else. I know the the guys will probably disagree, but I think it's a phenomenal phenomenal win. Ten ten out of ten. Um, man of the match. Um, I think you give it Gomez just for the impact when he came on and the the tears, the passion. You know, it obviously meant so much to him and the fans. I know Neves was probably the standout player um, overall, but I'd I'd give it to Gomez. The the kid coming on and scoring a winner. Uh, with ten men on the pitch, was was just amazing. So fantastic. So is that for both moment of the day and man of the match? I, th- I think seeing him back on the TV with with the tears, Gomez and and Jota. Um, yeah, sorry, yeah. Was it Jota who ran up to him um, at the Neto. end, give him a hug? Neto. Neto. It wasn't what, Jota. Neto? We haven't bought. We haven't Jota, back. is it? <laughs> he, he, Jota really? made an appearance. Uh, it was Neto, yeah. Really? Sorry, sorry. I do, I do follow the Wolves, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when he when he was in tears and he got that hug, that was that was incredible from Neto. Brilliant, and Jota. And I'll tell you what, mm. after the game as well, because um, I was with uh, Paul and Balak and uh, Paul's dad, uh, Chris, and um, they wanted the, the coach was there, so they wanted to hang back a bit, and uh, the players came out, and uh, Lopetegui was out. Uh, Costa, a lot of the players Gomez was there as well There's a lot of young kids Obviously signing autographs It was great to see that You know, the players Traore, you know all you know Collins, loads of them Martino, another one Tomato They all come out And went along and signed some photos uh, And autographs And had some photos And I was there I Managed to get a picture with um, With Gomez And he obviously it's his birthday today 22 today and uh, you could just see, like, the emotion of it in his face and everything, mm. you know, what it meant to him. I mean, coming over. I mean, we talked about Gomez with the free Gomez campaign, like he's already like a cult hero, a legend already before he's even kicked a ball. And then to come on for your side <laughs> with, yeah. like, odd minutes to go, your, your team's 2-0 down, 1-0 down, you're down to 10 men. Uh, and, you know... He's come over here. He's not as a prolific. I think he's played 144 games or something like that. He scored four goals. He's been on the pitch for like 
10, 15 minutes. And he, had, he, he, he wins the ball because them two players that come together. He picks the ball, drives forward, yeah. looks, shoots. The ball ricochets back to him. He doesn't lash at it. He doesn't think. He, he has the composure to just literally pass the ball into the top corner yeah. instinctively. You know, I mean, what a debut. He's not a cult hero already. I mean, it's insane. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What was the last, Carl might know, the last player to come on for any team with a team that's down to 10 men score and score the winner? I mean, it kind of, on your debut, has it ever happened before? I can't remember, Dave. I was thinking, someone asked me the question. I could not remember. We've had some great matches with 10 men and where we've held on or we've come, you know, held on to a lead or maybe, but not coming back. Uh, I just got, especially in the top flight, it must have been a long time ago. So. Well, yeah, Carl, I'm trying to you, think. Carl's the statos uh, thingy. Carl, if you can dig that stat out and also if you can tell us, Carl, because he's a bit of a stato, when was the last time and if, has it ever happened as Wolves have been down to 10 men and come back and won? And when was it and who was it against? Because if there's anyone that can find it, it will be him. Manny, on to you. Um, yeah, um, you know what? I'm going to agree. With, uh, I, I, I can't believe I gave 10 out of 10 against Liverpool because beating the top two side, you know, 3-0 at home never happened uh, for a long time. And you can't disagree with Nathan because from the, that moment, Lamina gets sent off you're pretty much thinking, we're Wolves fans, we're thinking, oh my God, I think we've lost this one and we've got to write it off. We're thinking of the worst, don't we? So to come back from that position, not only win, it wasn't like we flukily went forward and and got a couple of shots off. We actually controlled the game um, really well. We managed the game. We played it like we weren't a man down and it was was brilliant. So uh, that performance, the changes, turned it... Plenty frozen. Oh. Is it falling down a well? Is it me? Did it I freeze again? Like I, obviously, I don't pay that world. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that you've got all fuzzy as well. No, 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 <laughs> you might have to repeat I think that. Dave's doing something. Dave's doing something. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Dave. I'll blame Dave. He's having his own back. Yeah. Yeah, I said 10 out of 10. My moment of the match has got to go to, again... Gomez, but the moment is Neto running on the pitch because that was reminiscent of you know, remember the going back to the glory days of Nuno and him running on the pitch when um, we come back against Leicester. That's just raw passion, emotion, and it also confirmed that bloody Neto's fit. Did you see how quickly he got over? So he's fit <laughs> and he's okay. So, yeah. um, uh, that was his fitness test done as well. So, that moment was really special. We were just gutted we were that just Gomez. Gutted. That- ran to the opposite corner where the fans weren't. He, I think he was just in a daze. He just ran to a corner, didn't they? So um, uh, that was that was a that was re- that was a, a brilliant moment. My man of the match. I'm going to go for completely different. I know Neves was great and Gomez, but I'm going to go for Hugo Bueno because they targeted that side. They put us under pressure. He comes on the Spanish Dennis Irwin. Seven out of ten <laughs> every week. Love it. Sp- he, Literally, he just controlled that side. Strabia came into the game more as it got, went along in the second half because Bueno linked up with him really well, where Aitnuri was just struggling. And um, uh, yeah, so I think that was a real important aspect because that was one of the avenues we shut off Southampton. And um, so I'm going to give it to the young lad, Bueno, 
to come back, to be on the bench, to come out and, and perform that maturely um, for me. Uh, definitely man of the match. Well said, well said, man. And Sanders Wolves has put up recently, I don't know if I can find that um, post for just a second. He said it was Bristol City away in the Championship, but we talked about this before the game. It was um, 10 and 10. It was 10 v 10 in that. Yeah. They, had a, they had their keeper sent off, so it's a good call. Um, but they were back down to 10 men as well, so we can't count that one. Carl said it's the first time it's ever happened. So we, if that's true, we saw his ever. Bloody <laughs> hell! First time world. it's ever happened for Wolves, I think. Um, obviously, we've seen the likes of City and stuff come back. It was talked about on Match of the Day, actually, in the analysis, didn't it? When he compared the second half stats, and they talked about how dominant. And I think you've made a point on this as well. How dominant Wolves were in all the departments in the second yeah. half, and they said, you know. Obviously, he's now got sacked. Nathan Jones, he's, he's, he definitely was there too long. Um, and he's obviously gone. But like they said, like if that was Man City, you might think you, but like against Wolves, you know, so like, the stats are absolutely insane. Um, and again, I think as you pointed out, uh, all of you, the bench that we've got, the timing of the substitutions, the way that he makes the substitutions. And like you talk about Bueno, you talk about obviously bringing a Dharma on. You saw that diagonal ball across the Dharma into, into space for him to run on to get us up the pitch uh, to build the pressure. And we gradually built that momentum. Before we got the goal, we were, Wolves were, you know, looking the most likely. We didn't look like we were a man down. And then we got the goal. And with Paul said on the uh, the match reaction, Chris said, Paul said that after about 75 minutes, it seemed like Southampton's legs had gone. They'd just... Panicking. They'd yeah. gone. And uh, mm. as I said, they were panicking. And then obviously we got the winner. Incredible. Jason, over to you. <coughs> Performance rating, I'm going to go for a 9 out of 10. I would have given it a 10 out of 10. But we didn't keep a clean sheet. So, listen, 9 out of 10. It was a fantastic performance. Like I said, it's so important to beat the teams around us. Um, yeah. You know what? We had 60% possession yesterday as well. And if you look at it, playing with just 10 players to keep, to keep the ball the way we did for the majority of the game is, is, is incredible. So, yeah, 9 out of 10. Moment of the match has got to be for me, Joe Gomez. You know, we've, we've all been building him up. He's a court here already. He comes on a sub. Scores the winner, great finish, like you said, Dave. So much composure, and then you know, he, 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 he you know, the tears, etc. So, yeah, moment of the match, man of the match for me. I'm going completely left field, and it's someone who I've given a tiny little bit of stick to, not as much as Nathan Diego Costa. Um, good show, listen, man. yeah, he, I just thought, um, like I said, the way he, he, he was bringing the other players into play, and do you know what. He, 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 he's not making it all about him. He's, you know, and listen, he's a huge, huge name, but his experience is going to be invaluable. And, and Lopetegui has clearly got a lot of faith in him. And for me, that was his best game in a Wolf shirt. So I'm going to give him man of the match. Absolutely. The, the thing on Costa as well, it's not about what he brings on the pitch, which he, he does. And, mm. you know, you might, you might, he might, last week he went to Jimenez and brought Jimenez on. Yeah, you know, and that was probably the obvious thing that you thought he might do. He didn't do yeah. that. He brings Costa on, and if you see Costa on all the training videos that Wolves put up, you see his posts. He's a bit of a joker in the thing. He's a great yeah. character to have around. That sort of like he's a larger than life character. Yeah, and when you we've talked about it before. When you go back to all the characters that we lost out the dressing room, he's know, born back. 
characters. He's yeah, absolutely. Up, you know. He's some big characters. Dawson, yeah. Bentley, you know, um, Dawson's another one in the dressing yeah. room will be a huge, huge, you know, character leader. It was, it, it has changed, doesn't it? That he's bought that. We needed that. We saw a lot of young kids who sort of yeah. were looking at each other and didn't, looked really rudderless. And obviously and, that, that, that Sarabia, he looks experienced. Lamina looks yeah. like he's got yeah. something to back him as well. I mean, but if you think about it, yesterday, um, Jason, we didn't use Collins, we didn't use Raul, no. Pedence was injured, we didn't no. use Neto, we, Bubakar trial. We've got like a huge and number of players. Arguably, that four to five players. They're, yeah. they're four to five players that could easily start. It you could know, easily start. That weren't line, even we required. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. We didn't even use Jota. No, we didn't use Jota either. Phenomenal. <laughs> I don't know why. Our late, our late transfer window signing, Jota, who slipped through, the, yeah. you know, all the media. Yeah, Manny thought Denny Thurwin was playing. I know. <laughs> I'll tell you one stat. That... Sorry, Go Dave, on. one stat. Matinho has now played more games for Wolves than any other team. Yeah, um, amazing. I think it's career. Unbelievable. In his career, he's played more games now for us. I think it was it was I think it was Monaco. I think he's just surpassed that with yesterday's game. Two hundred and first game for Wolves yesterday, wasn't it? Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. What a what, what a do they what do, they, what do these um, guys love about Wolverhampton? I'm born and bred here. I'm still trying to work out work it out. Yeah, I want to go and live in Portugal, <laughs> <laughs> and then I definitely want to live in Monaco. Yeah. Before we go, guys, um, before we move on to uh, to Jack in the next, let's give a little bit of, sh of a shout-out to Jose Sar. He got, um, yeah. obviously, yeah. Two, two games ago, the City game. The last two games, he's been outstanding. Have you actually been forgot he played for us, Dave? <laughs> hey? I forgot he played for us. We haven't seen much of him. Have we been scoring goals the other end? Well... What haven't we done, Dave, though, in the last two games? We haven't messed around at the back. No. He's hardly... You know what Dawson did yesterday? Jose Sarr gets the ball and Kilman is going short to Jose Sarr because they're used to playing it short. Dawson didn't even look at Jose Sarr and sprinted up the field like saying, yeah. I ain't doing that pass at the back rubbish, mate. You're kicking it full. And I think it's probably the introduction of Dawson as well. Um, that's changed it, you know, him coming in. Collins and and Kilmer were young and they basically are being, you know, yeah. led by maybe the manager where Dawson will say, no, this I is what we're going to do. Get it up top, yeah. man, and, and get it up the field. And, and that's a higher, less chance of some, even if somebody dispossesses you off the, from there, they're not going to score. So I think that's helped Jose Sarr. Big time, I mean, absolutely, and, and we've got options. We can we can play it like that, and we can play it long. And you because otherwise you, you become too predictable. The the things that I want to pull out, we've got. We scored we've, five goals, Dave, in two games. We're going to play it long from now on. None of your <laughs> dillying and dallying at the back. No way. <laughs> on on Jose's side, I just wanted two crucial points yesterday. Um, Kilman's uh, short back pass. How he got to that ball, you know, he could have easily brought the player down. He could have gone round him. He made the save and he saved a certain goal. Defenders occasionally will make that mistake. He got us out of jail there. And then right at the death, you know, the referee gives the Ward Prowse a free kick. They've got a man over. You can mm. see the man over. And they get the ball into a shooting position. And it's po almost point black range. He makes yep. a brilliant save. Um mm. 
and push it out. And you know, you've got to give, you've got to say it when you think. But that was just two fantastic moments from Jose. Absolutely. Listen, we was giving him pelters the other week, and like all of us were about Costa. Listen, credit where credit's due. When these players are performing, we're going to get right behind them. And Sar has been very good last two games. So, Maybe you know. Bentley as well coming in, you know, has probably yeah. geared him up a bit and thinking, oh, we've got an experienced keeper now. We've got 400 yeah. appearances behind him. I'm going to be out if I don't book my ideas up. So, Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Well, guys, it's been brilliant. Let's just finish off. Uh, Nathan, just tell people a little bit where you and Heather can find you on social. Wolves blogger, as always, not Nathan Jones. Unemployed. He's unemployed now. He's looking for a job. <laughs> I am. Okay, yeah, if okay. anyone's, you know. <laughs> of course you can, Jace. I'm all right. Yeah, thanks, mate. Mate. No I'm, problem. Uh, well, I'm glad. It's, it's the only job. It's the only job in the world that you can you can be completely useless and end up with two million pound in your back pocket. Yeah. Um, as we've seen, with, <laughs> it's not the only. Gig, it? It's not. It's the only profession you, I can think of where incompetence gets you a big big payout. So. Um, so yeah, Wolves blogger at the moment, Dave. Uh, I'm going to do a bit of writing for you. I did promise. I'll uh, I'll get to that. Um, and you can hear me on there. Uh, and you can hear me on WM most most uh, weeks having a having a rant on the on the phone in. So uh, with Jace, Jace is always on there. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Nathan. Meal, yeah. I, I have to say because I know it's been a tough day for you today. So to uh, you know, it's it's great that despite the bad news that you had. Uh, that you still managed to come on the show. So thank Thanks, you ever guys. so much for that. Thanks, <laughs> Manny, over to you. Uh, and also news on you uh, doing some more fundraising, I think. Uh, oh, man. I just want to mention, um, uh, obviously, I haven't. I did take these clothes off when I came back from Southampton. I haven't just sat here since yesterday. Um, I went to the Wolves women's game today. They played top of the table. Oh, yes. Nottingham yes. Forest. Nottingham Forest, basically, for people who don't watch women's football, there's only one team can win the league and then they have to go into a playoff to go to the next level. So Wolves are second place, five points behind Nottingham Forest. So they're playing at home and it's crucial because if Forest win, they're going to open up a gap. And, and Wolves won 3-1 today. They, were, they conceded first, scored straight away. And then Jade, Jade Cross, who is basically the Steve Ball of Wolves women's football. She's had injuries. She's had to play right wing back, but she's been moved up top uh, recently again um, after an injury and she scored two goals. It was absolutely fabulous. So um, uh, they're two points behind the leaders. So brilliant win by Dan and, and the girls. Sorry, they got a game in hand as well. So, you know, they're, they're, they're back on track, um, which is, which is great news. You know, we want the women's team to succeed and, and get up the league because it raises a profile, doesn't it? WSL is big now. And if, yeah. if Wolves can break into that and, and and the better the men's team do as well, I think it will improve the women's side as well. You know, it just works hand in hand. So uh, thumbs up to the, the, the girls for their the win. And I, I'm at Pedal Singh on Twitter. Obviously, I'm, at the moment, I'm really working hard, training for the London Marathon. I'm trying to like do it properly, not just turn up. Uh, which you do sometimes, you know, half marathons and ma you just think, oh, I'll just walk around if I can, and it is for charity. But I want to, I want to give it a good go because as the years go on, you know, it doesn't get easier. So, um, and we'll also get having a Smosa Saturday next one in April. Just waiting for the fixtures just to be decided because obviously, you know, they end up bloody changing the matches to a, a Monday or a Sunday or something. So hopefully early April uh, we'll have another Samosa Saturday coming your way to raise some funds for Dementia UK and and, and thank you for the, to the fans who are always um, uh, 
chipping in and helping. Can I just say one? I just wanted to say something about Joe Gomez that came into my head. The difference between their confidence in him now than like someone like Acuna or Acosta or other players that we bought. He scored a goal. You know, he scored a goal, and goal scoring is just the best way to get somebody's feet under the table and get the confidence up and get and and you can see someone like Acuna. He's he's a big money player. And and these players need that goal, don't they? They need something to come off, New, score a Nunes goal. Nunes is another one who needs a goal. Yeah, Nunes is another one who hasn't scored. Sure, you know, yeah. and, and again, there's still people thinking, oh, he's got so much promise, but he's not just breaking through like we thought he would. So, you know, um, that goal will do the world a good to, to go, as well, it? Absolutely. And I'll tell you what, it's a bit of a thing in the last two, uh, two games, debutants scoring. After within the first 15 minutes of coming on, Dawson did it last week. Jazz, I just want to say that's class from you, mate. A Southampton fan here saying, Hi, Dave, Southampton fan here. Wolves away fans were class. So annoyed about the result. We're in real trouble. What do you think? I think. Yes, you are. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. But that's a class post and very, very. You know what, Jazz, that we did do a massive favour yesterday because they needed to get rid of that Nathan Jones, not the one next to me. They needed to get rid of that Nathan Jones. So I think we did him a massive favour. I think we need to write to the board of our directors for keeping him for one more match for us. <laughs> I'll tell you what, as well, yeah. because I saw the uh, the post from uh, Southampton uh, basically saying they said goodbye. The thing that I took out of that, there was no thank you or anything. It was just very, there was just nothing. It was like, yeah, there was no thank you for anything. He has left and bottom of the league, hasn't he? <laughs> well, well yes. he's got a worse record than Hassan. Well, not David Asselhoff. That's a lot. Uh, David Asselhoff. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, he was in Baywatch, wasn't he? Um, Jason, finally from you, um, where you can find you. And obviously, if you just want to just give another plug for your uh, event that's taking place soon. Yes, you can find me on Twitter, at Walls Premier. Uh, we've got an event coming up at the Green Duck Brewery in Stourbridge on March the 8th, 7pm to 11pm. We've got a Motown DJ raising money for the 1P36 Family Trust. And we're launching our new 4% session IPA Wet your wolf whistle. So you can buy it online now and pre-order. But, we, we, you know, I'd like to get as many people down there as we can. We're going to have loads of ex-Wolves players there. Be a good night. It's a Wednesday night, so it's a school night. But we're raising money for a good course. So if there's any IPA drinkers, get yourself down to the Green Duck Brewery in Stourbridge, March the 8th. Fantastic. Guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Jack, thank you so much for being patient in the back room. We've got you getting you on next. But from Nathan Manny and Jason, brilliant comments tonight. And thanks ever so much for taking time to come on the show. Always Wolves, Dave. Always it, Wolves. It could, Wolves. It could have been Bill. <laughs> you know, I, was thinking, I was thinking that on the way back, you know. We was all singing his praises when we saw him. <laughs> Manny, you were saying how good he was. I was. I was like I was. really looking forward to him. I was. <laughs> oh, it's something different, you know. <laughs> we dodged the bullet there. Sliding doors moment, that is. Oh, anyway, all the best, guys. See you, guys. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers guys. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Oh. 
Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Brilliant comments uh, from the guys. Absolutely brilliant comments as always. And we've got like, as I say, we've got been well over 250, over 300 at times watching the show. We do appreciate that. We're bringing on Jack next. Uh, let me just um, change the background. Um, there we go. Hopefully Josh will join us. Now, what I want to what I want to say as well, whilst we've got it on, is that thank you ever so much to uh, Wolf Life who uh, power the show and help us pay for the stream, which is a you know the software to run the stream. So we're really thankful for them. They do uh, life insurance, mortgages, and stuff like that. They're a local Bilston company, and there's a link below. So if you mortgages are very important, life insurance is really important. They're a local company; they'll get you the best deal. And the links in the in the description below, and you'll be able to uh, win a uh, potentially win a wool shirt. Jack, oh my Amen. god, how are you feeling? Thank you for being so patient, mate. Not a problem. Uh, cloud nine, how about cloud ten? God, I, I missed the Liverpool game last week. I, I had COVID, so I had to obviously stay away, and, and I managed to watch bits of it online and saw obviously match of the day, and and it sounded like it was a really Great classic Wolves performance, a great day to be a Wolves fan. I'm slightly biased, I didn't see last week, but I think yesterday was probably slightly better. Because I think when you look at the the, sort of the conditions of the game and the circumstances, to be a goal down so early, to be a, a man down for the best part of an hour, to have a referee who's clearly decided that he wanted Southampton to win and was giving them every decision he could, to come back and win that game, I think that takes, you know, forget about talent and ability for a minute. That takes guts and it takes character and it takes belief. And so I think when you're, because let's, let's be fair, you know, we're in a great run at the minute, but we're still in a relegation battle. When you can show that level of character, gut, whatever you want to call it, that is far more important than being able to blow teams away with, with skill and, and talent and ability. You've got to grind out results. You've got to find points and wins where no one's giving you a prayer. And I think we did that yesterday. And so for me, I take so much confidence and belief as a fan from yesterday's result. Mate, and me, I mean, absolutely buzzing. Just, I mean, it's it's great because we've had so much um, pain. Last year, especially since February, so much pain. Um, and we talked about the atmosphere and the life. It's been like a, dem- and if you like your Harry Potter, it's been like a dementia sucking the life out of us for the last however long. And then, like, Harry's got his wand and he's uh, cast a, a, what's that spell that they cast with the, uh, the Emma? The spell they cast to get rid of the deme- dementors, what's that called? She can't remember. She'll come back with him. Anyway, the Dementors have been got. Lopetegui's cast a spell on the team. And, uh, you know, it's the, the turnaround the, 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 in the atmosphere, in the fans, the, the players, the belief, the confidence. 
everything's sort of like seeping back into that sort. And the, the other thing that, to me, is what you've pulled out just, it's not just about the quality and stuff. It's the belief. It's the belief that they ain't got, you know, that belief had gone. It had gone. It had literally left the building with Elvis, closed the door and was walking off to Graceland. It had literally gone. And it's back. They believe that they can get something out of even an impossible situation. They believe they could beat Liverpool, and, and they did. They had, a, you know, they, they and they had that mentality when we were under siege last week, as well, and then had the belief to go up and score the goal. And yesterday, the manager, I'd have loved to have. I mean, I wish there would. Um, I wish there was an Amazon Prime video. Um, what's you know that that they did with Arsenal and Tottenham. I, I'd love to have seen that half-time team talk what was said in the half-time break because they came out second half and you would not have known Wolves were a man down. No, you wouldn't. No, you'd struggle to pick out which team had 10 men. I mean, it's, it's quite interesting because we were saying sort of where we were, me and my mates, when we were watching, if it's still 1-0 with 20 minutes to go, they'll start to panic because they haven't won at home since God was a lad. You know, that <laughs> once 20 minutes to go, one nil up. We did exactly the same when we played West Ham the other week. That atmosphere in the last 20 minutes at Molyneux when we was one up against West Ham, it was terrible. It was so nervous and, and tetchy and tense. And you knew Southampton would be exactly the same. And because they've got an inexperienced poor manager, he'd do the same. He'd start to panic. He'd bring extra defenders on to try and shore it up. He'd drop them deeper and deeper and deeper. The fans would start to get nervous. If it's still 1-0 down with 20 minutes to go, you thought we were going to win the game. And that's exactly how it played out because, again, you talk about belief. It comes down to leadership, ultimately. Lopetegui is a fantastic coach. He's a great manager, but he's a leader. You know, he's got he's got everyone in that dressing room eating out the palm of his hand and he's done it in, what, six, seven weeks? It's phenomenal. You look at the guys who were on the unused subs on the bench running over to celebrate goals and all the coaching staff at full-time hugging and, and on the touchline and, He's just completely united everyone behind the cause, hasn't he? And I think what he's done is he's created almost like that siege mentality. You know, he's picked up some bookings himself, hasn't he, for having a go at referees and, you know, squaring up to opposition managers and stuff like that. And, and he's, kind, he's kind of gone, you know what? I'm the leader of this vehicle. I'm driving it. So I'm going to throw myself through brick walls for you. And you're going to have to do the same back for me as players when it gets tough, when we're a goal down and man down. You're going to need to run through brick walls for me. I'll do it for you. You do it for me. And that's exactly what they're doing now. Would we have got back into that game under Bruno Lars? Probably not, because he wouldn't have made the substitutions as early. He wouldn't have made the bold substitutions. But also, he, I just don't feel the players ever really believed that he was there for them, that he was their manager. He was just... A, a, he's probably actually Bruno Lars, a, a very good coach, but he was never quite a manager, was he? And he certainly wasn't a leader of, of a group, whereas Lopetegui absolutely is. And I think you can see that yesterday in, in, in really clearly you know everyone was kind of so united there was never any point in that game did, did did our heads go did we start to panic did we start to worry we never started banging the ball down the pitch and hoping for second balls it was still let's play how we're going to play and the chances will come the goals will come and we'll win this game and that's exactly what happened mate you always say things so articulately which is why i absolutely love having you on the show and why people love having you on someone else that we like to have on is uh, is our Josh, um, who's just arrived. We need to change yeah. the background again now. So there we are. I am prepared. 
Uh, Josh, listen, mate, this is like getting on, but you made it. Where have you been? Um, been to tea at the Three Cranes on Dovedale Road. Very nice. nice uh, Indian mixed grill. Just about is finished it. it. Are you are you flopped now? Yeah, it was uh, it, it was a it was a bigger. We well, always try and go for a, a boundless mixed grill, masala chips. And me and my brother suddenly decided now to add a side of uh, chili chicken to it and all. And you look at it and you think, oh, it's getting a bit too much. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. And you enjoyed it. I'm glad you made it back because you did yeah. mess with it. Because a lot of the time I have people saying, "Can I come on first? Jack saying, yeah. can I come on? I'm sorry, Josh saying, can I come on last in the last later on, which is great. And uh, Jack, <laughs> you're an absolute gentleman because you never mind where you come on. So, you know, you're always there and it really is appreciated because not everyone could come on first. So it's much appreciated. Um, we've basically got people saying hello to you guys as well. Like an 80s hip hop duo, apparently. <laughs> <That's> no. <laughs> do you want to hip hop guys whilst we're on for the show? Bit of a. TV, yo, check it out, whatever. You want to do a bit of hip hop? <laughs> nah. <laughs> no, I'm honestly, I'm only teasing you guys. I'm absolutely you'll, you'll, you'll end up having memes on, on Twitter somewhere at some point of that, if we do that. Absolutely. Uh, Jack's just been talking about the uh, the mentality of the team and yesterday. I think uh, you were both there yesterday, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What, what an away day that was. Uh, something that will live. And you'll tell probably tell your grandkids around about at some point. You know, it's one of them things. I don't, I don't. We don't know if it's ever happened for Wolves before. Whether they've uh, won a game from ten with ten men from being a goal down, I don't know. Um, no one can seem to find the answer to that. Definitely not happened in the no. Premier League. Josh, tell us about your day yesterday. Um, really good day actually. Um, so we were on the well, apart from the start with the coach. If anybody was on the Hatherton coach that was watching. It was me sitting in the uh, in the step below the back row before we got the other coach, um, waiting for the coach and uh, piled oh, onto yeah, the Yeah, they didn't coach. have enough seats, did they? No, we um, we the four of us, but the twelve of us all together. Some of them jumped on the first, and us four jumped on the second. And um, usually, the second coach has got a few more spaces, so we've jumped on the second coach. Just four of the last four are on can't get on. Go down to the first couch with a few of us. Everyone's piled on. Um, two of the people who were with the four of us have um, managed to get on, but obviously the lad and his mum. The lad's ended up sitting by my friend's dad and his mum's ended up a bit further forward. And me and me, me godparent Matt were waiting on the end and we're like, oh, what's going on here? Can we get on? And in the end, um, I had to... It's dropped me here. But the, um, I was sitting on the just in front of the back row in the middle. And we had to go back down to the depot for Hills and go and get another couch. But to be fair, it wasn't too bad. We still, we were meant to leave at eight. We ended up leaving about 25 to nine by the time we got back to Fulton Street Car Park and back round to the M6. And then um, we were there for, we were at the pub stop in Eastleigh for uh, quarter past 11, half past 11. Well, you all know all about Eastleigh, the Eastleigh. The band? No, the name rang a bell, but I completely forgot. Senators. Ah, no, that remember that that the rings a bell. Senators, you won't understand. Me and uh, Josh, uh, you are both like uh, in the banding world, marching bands world, and stuff like. The Senators were a very, very good band back in the day. They used to have the tails, and you know, as with everything with banding, they're not going. Most bands are not going anymore. So, an absolutely great day. 
Um, Jack, obviously, you know, before the game, I'm full of optimism, full of positivity, you know, after the result. I think most Wolves fans are going in thinking this is a Southampton team. We get a goal up, they're collapse. Um, but it, as what Emma said, it's a, always a potential banana skin because we've just come off a, a great victory against Liverpool last week. Finally, uh, getting that monkey off our back and finally that one team that we hadn't beaten in the Premier League, uh, we beat. And then you've got to follow it up with uh, victories, uh, you know, as, as a away game as it is, as tough as it is, as much as they're going to be desperate to get the points. These are the games you've got to win. And um, I was going in thinking it's going to be a tough game, but we're going to win it. You know, they started very fiery. Very honest. They're number 45, by the way. I don't know what his name was, but he was fantastic. The young Lavia. Lavia. He was yeah, he was phenomenal player. He was yeah. he was so so good. He was causing all yeah. sorts of problems. And then they got another guy. We've got um what's Kalajevic, who's out injured, six foot seven. They got that other chap, the black lad. That, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was like, like a basketball player. player. He's like a basketball player. No one and could he get was, near him. Winning everything in the air in the first 20, yeah. 25 minutes, and they were getting all the dropouts. They seemed to be quicker to the ball uh, to us. We were pick- we obviously were the ref was giving dishing out the yellow cards and stuff like that, which was I think affected us mentally as well because um, everything seemed to be going their way. And then obviously this, this, they got the goal. Their goal actually was a little bit similar to Joe Gomez's goal in a way. The fact that the guy shot, it came back to him, and then he uh, he hit it again. It went in off the post. And then just after that, obviously, uh, Lamina gets sent off. And at that point, what are you thinking? I mean, like I said, I, I, I always felt we were in the game, even a goal down and Amanda. I actually think, to be fair to them, I know they've sat the manager down. I thought Southampton were good for an hour. I thought yeah. they, were, they were quite... Because oh, I, I was half expecting, you know, all their players are probably thinking, if we don't show up today, he's gone. So, you know, let, let's not quite go full throttle and, you know. But they actually played well for an hour. It was only kind of when I think they got that finishing line in sight and they thought we might actually win this, that they choked and started to let us back into a little bit. Our subs made a huge impact, which I know the guys before have touched, touched upon. But I, I just I just felt that we was, we've got so much belief coursing through our veins at the minute that, that a goal down, a man down, we're not out of the game. We're just not out of the game. And I think I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit to my moment of the day. I think the Jose Sar save when he sort of stretched out a big eagle like wing spanner and pushed the ball away from Suleiman. I think it was a Suleiman who was Wait, going is that through. Off the Kilman, um, yeah, back the, the Kilman yeah. era, yeah, era Kilman, the poor pass, the short, short back pass. If we go two 0 down, I think we're going to struggle to to win the game. We might have come back to two two and, and nicked a point, but I think at two 0 I think we might have struggled. The fact that it was always one nil, you're only ever a great bit of play or a defensive error from them away from being back in the game. And I think, again, talking about belief and mentality, I think that's always crucial when you're trying to get back into a game, knowing that you're only one moment away from being back in the game. When it's 2-0, you've got to either you've got to get that goal and then go again, haven't you? Whereas I think when it's 1-0, you think, right, get a goal here, it's level. And whatever happens there, we've got a point. And actually, I think what was really good was we got that goal and we stepped up again, didn't we? Because there was, again, people round by me going, I'll take this point now, 10 men, I'll take this point. And I'm thinking, no, no, no. We can win this. We can absolutely win this. And I think the mentality, again, that's going to be our word of the day, isn't it? Mentality was kind of, we can win this game. And I think that's exactly what happened. They started to panic again and drop deeper and deeper. 
the, their manager's substitutions were very confused. He took people off. He should have kept on. And and I don't know what shape they were playing by the end because I think they've got like four centre backs on, and two of them was playing full back and, and all sorts. So it was it was a classic kind of team under pressure, completely collapsed, and we took complete advantage. I think you summed that up really well. Uh, Paul, on the um, as I mentioned as well on our reaction after the game, Chris said that Paul said after seventy minutes. Southampton have gone, their, their, their legs have gone. Um, and it, you know, Wolves' legs should have gone because really, you know, you're having to count, you're having to pay, everyone's having to pay at 110, 115% to counteract for the uh, the overlaps that they should have had. And it was Southampton that whose legs went. And when we got the goal, um, the, you know, it was coming, to be honest. The, the, the crowd was sucking that ball. We could feel it. You could feel the players, and I think the Southampton fans, the um, the nervousness, the anxiety started to feed round the thing. Oh, it's only one nil. We, you know, when they're like one nil up after twenty minutes, or you know, and we're down to ten men, they're thinking we've got seventy minutes against ten men. We're one nil up. We're going to get two or three here. You know, that's it. But as, as you say, the longer it goes on, the longer we stay in the game. You could, and then the, the changes that were made, and then not just at the start of the second half, but throughout the game, the pendulum started to shift, and the belief of the Wolves players were thinking, right, we're still in the game. Let's start to see whether we can get something out of this game. You know, initially, as Lopetegui said, was let's get a point, and then when we got that that goal, and it was panic in the uh, the Southampton defence. And again, we come back to this because we're getting players in the box. And because we're getting players in the box and we're putting the pressure on them, you know, like Costa and Traore and, you know, and then the guy like loses the ball and then bungles it into the net. But we're getting players in the box and that's causing carnage. At that point, I think most fans are thinking, yeah, if we get a, a point, that's amazing. But again, like you, we continue to look the team most likely to get the second goal. Um, they were panicking. They were stressed. They were like, what do we do? Do we stick? Do we twist? I don't think they really knew what they were going to do. How were you feeling at that point, Josh? Um, they had no plan B, like you said. And I, put, I said the same to um, Matt next to me. Um, 65 minutes just before our goal when Adama was pushing down that right-hand side, Costa was coming in. You looked at them, they had nothing. They were absolutely legless. And at that point, you could just feel something was going to happen. We got that goal. Um, and like Jack said, could you have sat there and considered another point? Well, just the point. But the way they were sitting back and the way they were moving, it just like some, some sort of fire started within us. And I thought the width, like... Like an eagle, we, we first half we were quite narrow. Second half, like an eagle, we spread out. Bueno was going down the, the left, Adama going down the right. And it was just like we, we completely helped them up. Um, but I just thought like they, they, they completely, they had no plan B. So I don't know if we're going about Southampton, but they had no plan B. Um, and I just think we just put pressure and pressure and pressure on them. And we didn't look like anything doing like that against with Bruno. Um, under Lopetegui, we've you, you, if you go a goal, even when we went down a goal down against Man United, you still thought, I know it was early doors with him, you still thought the way we played, we could have got something out of it. Same as Everton, we come from behind on that one. 
Um, and then did it again the weekend. And it was just, there's like a mentality there now, like a belief that's back in the club and everyone can feel it. Absolutely. And I, and I think that the results of the last two weekends, the Liverpool thing, you know, yeah. putting them to bed, the character shown yesterday, you know, we're on 23 points now. There's a gap that's opened up. You know, we were bottom, you know, and the form at the moment that Wolves have got, it's top four form in terms was of the it, results. And is it 10 points under Bruno and then under Lopetegui, we've now got 13 in seven games. 13 in seven <clears> games. <throat> well, we talked about on the uh, the, uh, the podcast with Johnny Phillips. I don't know if you probably watched that. It was a great podcast. And um, we looked at the next seven games. I think... Me, Jason, Manny and Paul all went 10 points out of seven games. Uh, Johnny was a little bit more worried. He said seven. We were on six from the first two. Yeah. It's like, and 10's good. And like, we've got Bournemouth coming up next week. Now, let's be honest, Bournemouth are not going to be a pushover. There's going to be an expectancy that we're going to roll them over. But that ain't going to be happening. I don't think Lopetegui's going to, for one minute... Thing is, he's going to have it into. We've got to put these to bed, but they got a good draw at Newcastle. Granted, Newcastle have kind of dipped a little bit. I think they'd only scored two goals in five games or something, but it was still a good draw. But like, and then we've got uh, we've got Fulham coming up, haven't we? Who else we got coming up? We got Forest coming up away soon. Liverpool, haven't we? The the rearranged Liverpool, rearranged Liverpool, Tottenham at home. I'd love to do the double over Liverpool, guys. Yeah. That would be that would be absolutely amazing. I mean, it was fantastic. And the, what, I mean, what guys tell what they tell everyone what the away end was like oh. yesterday. That, that that last twenty minutes, it was like, and at the end, oh, what was it like? It's quite emotional, wasn't it? Actually, in in, in a strange. And I think going back to what we said earlier, we've had such a, a poor away record this season. You know, we lost at Leeds, we lost at Tottenham, we lost at West Ham. We never showed up at Chelsea. We never showed up at Man City. Just, the Everton game was great, wasn't it? But if we're being honest, it was a 50-50 game, wasn't it? It was on a knife edge. We nicked it last last kick of the game. Great. Yesterday felt like a proper away performance, yeah. didn't it? Back to the wall. The ref was a homer. And, and you just felt everything's going against us today. If we win this, it's the biggest two fingers up to, to the PGMOL and to the, the own fans and to the own player, whatever. And I think when we got that second goal, I think everyone just went, we've done this. This is unbelievable. And you could, there's, there's strangers hugging each other and falling over chairs. And it was, it was proper, like back to kind of how it was under Nuno. I think Manny sort of said, didn't they? The good old days of Nuno. When we went away from home and no one could beat us. And it was a bit like that again. You just felt like, we ain't going to lose this game. We've got this. Even when they had that free kick right at the end on, on the edge of the box, which which was a, a terrible dive, by the way. I don't, no, no one's mentioned it yet. It's a disgraceful dive by, by Che Adams. Yeah. You just thought, this ain't going to be well. He just brushes his hip, don't he? And he flicked yeah. both his legs up at the same time as if he was going to yeah. do a forward roll. Yeah. I'll tell you what, that was a, that was a very dangerous situation because... But, but you didn't think was, he was going in, did you? You just thought, this ain't going in. We're going to keep a, this out. I talked about this before, just before you guys yeah. coming up. I don't know if you mentioned it, but Jose saw we give him a bit of criticism a few weeks ago. The last two games have been magnificent. You mentioned that one save um, that he did from the back pass. That save that he did um, at the end, it was a he gets it's a shot on goal and he gets his hand yeah. that he's going in and he's made a brilliant save. And I've got if you haven't seen my vlog. 
Um, I've got a match vlog. I think I, I haven't put that footage. I've got loads of the crowd reaction and the emotion through the game. It's a definite must-watch because you see the build-up, the game, the expectations, all through what happens, and then the turnaround and the emotions and the fans. And the Jose Sar save at that point was as good as a goal. It was yeah. it was brilliant, and he's more than redeemed himself. I mean, Josh, were you hugging and kissing strangers in the stand? I was. I was indeed, yeah. especially two people behind me, um, which took me just as they kicked off in the second half to realise they were there. And that was Rebecca and Carl who were contributing the chat and on the Discord. Yeah. Didn't realise. I went down for a drink at uh, at half time, messaged Carl Whitehouse to say, look, I've gone down for a drink. If you want to come down, this is where I am. And he messaged me saying, oh, they've, they've stayed up. Um, as I'm walking back up the stairs, gone back into my row. Well, I'm starting to get back into my row. And um, I think, sure, that's Carl and Rebecca. They were both looking. And I got literally, they were in the seats behind me. I took my glasses off and that explains it better, doesn't it? And they didn't, <laughs> didn't, all first half, didn't realise they were behind me. And it was brilliant. And then Directly second half, behind you? Yeah, literally the two seats behind me. Didn't realise. that? And then when we, got, when we got the second, I just got, turned around to them and grabbed both of them. But it was uh, brilliant to be just that close to someone and speaking to him during half time. It, I've never seen face to face, and just had a brilliant conversation with him both. It was it, it was emotional, and I tell you what, it's like I say, it's one of them games. The Villa, the Villa game last year, last season, it was similar sort of like emotion and bedlam in the stands. Obviously, the Everton game was great, but for the sheer how everything was weighted against us in terms of the sending off, the silly sending off the ref. I mean, I'm going to ask you two about that in a second. Being a goal down away to someone, that a team that's desperate, that their manager who's, you know, is the fittest man in the world and is the best manager in the world and all of that. And then to come back and win in the, the way that we did and then the drama at the end as well and then the celebrations. that You just, this is why we go to football you know, we suffer the pain, we suffer the hardship, you know, we can come on and we can criticise and the desire of the players and stuff like that, you know, and the board and everything like that. But sometimes a light switch is switched on. There's like a, a realisation in the boardroom. They get the right man in eventually. They back the thing and there's a, it's like all of a sudden, it's like the generator's been put, plugged back in and the togetherness with the players and the fans. And some of these new players already are becoming fan favourites. Gomez, Lamina, Dawson's played two games, you know, you know, Costa, he hasn't scored, but we love him. You know, they're all, we all feel so emotionally attached to them and their journey. We we all feel sorry for Lamina yesterday and what happened. I mean, what, what was your taking on that sending off? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on, man. Right. I reckon that referee must be a teacher like me because he had eyes in the back of his head. Because if you look at the replay, he's not even looking at Lamina. So Eric, Eric can turn around and say he was running at me aggressively. I have absolutely no clue. I mean, do, do you know what? If I'm being brutally honest, I don't mind players getting booked for shouting at the referees because I think they shouldn't be doing it. But would Jordan Henderson have got booked for doing that? Would Aspilicueta have got booked? Would Harry Kane... Would Bruno Fernandes? They wouldn't, would they? If, if they're going to apply it consistently and book players every single game, every single week, 
for running aggressively at the referee, fine. But that, that's the whole point with, with referees, isn't it, at the minute? There's just no consistency at all. None whatsoever. It, it's it's absolute nonsense. I can't get my head around the fact that he's he's gone. Oh, looking away, oh, someone's running over. I'm going to give you a yellow card before you've even said anything or done anything. Oh, I've already booked you. Red card, off you go. I mean, it, it, we're, we're quite lucky in a way that it hasn't really affected the result because it could have had a really big impact on if we'd have lost the game, for example. It, yeah. It's straight away to crutch to lean on and go, well, we have 10 men, didn't we? You know, so, so in a way, it, it kind of makes the victory even more sweeter, which we've kind of touched on. But, I mean, is it a yellow card for running the referee? I'm not even sure if it is in the rules or not. I really don't know. Well, Nevers doesn't seem was no. a bit amused about it as well. I yeah. mean, like I said, it's like it's like getting arrested for walking on the cracks in the pavement. It's like ridiculous. After what he said on match of the day as well, it was. I mean, the, the whole officiating yesterday. You look at everything, and in every game, if you watch match of the day when you got back, but go to ours first. First five minutes, you could see he was willing to let things go when the tackles were flying in. And then from 10 minutes to 25 minutes to 35 minutes, he can lost complete control. And he was giving left cards to us for the simplest of things. And it come from amalgamation, I think, of their fouls first, like it always seems to happen. The opposition team get a few fouls in, which should be bookable, because then the first few minutes he doesn't give you. Then 10 minutes onwards, it's like a switch goes on in a ref. The other team go and make a minimal foul. And boom, yellow card. And then that decision with the, the sending off was an absolute joke because, like Jack says, he didn't even see him running. The point he turns round, Neves and Moutinho were from about three foot away from him. Lamina's another five foot behind them and has stopped running before he's even turned round. And he just turns, looks, bear in mind there's two players that probably should have been booked if he's doing that theory in what he was thinking for Lamina and booked Lamina and send him off. But he's gone and done the same today. Against Man City for Man City, Diaz has run the length of the pitch, but there were three or four players there before he was, and he goes and books um, Diaz when he could have booked another two or three in front of him. Same ref, but the it's going to cut the. It, it was it's annoying the same ref as yesterday. Yeah, exactly the you same. Think ref. He's done that deliberately to make a point on yesterday. I think he has, but on that basis, there's still the argument he should have booked one of the other. There was about three or four players in front of Diaz, and he doesn't book a single one of them. Whether Diaz has said something, he's probably keeping along with what he did yesterday. But it, it's going to come to a point where the referee and the officials, it's coming to a boiling point now where there's that many mistakes coming through. There was the offside for Arsenal yesterday where they forgot to draw, Lee Mason forgot to draw the line. There was the handball for Chelsea. Which at first, when I saw it, I thought his hand was grounded, he, the ball's hit it. If you look, he goes down, he does move slight movement. It's handball. The, the officiating is, is becoming ridiculous. And I thought just before this season, I thought the rest were over here, were starting to get back in line after the 2018 World Cup and how well that went with VAR and the officials. But this last season, it's it, it coming to a boiling point, like I said, where it's becoming a joke and everybody's on about it. And Alan Shearer and Danny Murphy said last night, we shouldn't be talking about the refs. We should be talking about the football. It's becoming every week now. We're talking about the refs' decisions, VAR, the fourth official, the linesman. I mean, yesterday, again, I said it last week, the amount of foul throws, and I know it's small, but yet again, the players' feet were off the floor, and I said it last week, it was ridiculous. It, it, the, the officiating in this league is becoming a joke. It's frustrating, isn't it? And the other thing is, as well, like we talked about earlier, Wolves have had four players sent off this year. 
this season. Four, four red cards. Okay, the Dawson, the the, the, the kid, we talked about the, the different things. Some were soft, yeah. you know. Some one wasn't. So we've had four. We've we've not had one single player sent off against us. It's like the law of averages. It, it doesn't seem to be able to even itself out at Everton because of what you're saying. Is like we get booked for these soft challenges or whatever. Mm. The other team doesn't see. It. And I know we're looking at it through gold tinted glasses, and we're gonna be biased, but. You know, fair's fair. You look at the decisions in the, the, the VAR decisions like as well and all of these things. When are they going to go in our favour? They don't ever seem to do, do they? And it's the like match yesterday. of the day yesterday. It's, it's match of the day. Every single game there was something. And like Danny Murphy said, we shouldn't be talking about the referee, but we are. We shouldn't be. Well, we're going to come on in a second to uh, talking about your uh, your NFL team and stuff. And obviously, I've got the Eagles. Before I go on to that, guys, I just want to say, um, if you want to comment in the uh, the chat and join in the chat, all you have to do is subscribe. We're just over 30,753. So, that you know, if you want to get join in the channel and see all the content, please do that. And I also want to say a little bit of a thank you to a few people um, because... These are, it's upside down and there, I'll put it right around. If you tilt your head, these are all the little members that have joined the channel recently and they really help support and they, they get all the different little bits of perks and we get the, um, we've got the Discord group and stuff like that that we chat every single day. Josh, you're in the Discord group and you're a member and I really appreciate, um, you know, you being a member and stuff like that. Can you just sort of like talk about, what it's like being a member in the Discord group. Like you say, you met a couple yesterday in the yeah. community side of it. So it's like a, basically to explain, it's like a WhatsApp group, really. Everybody who's a member of the channel is all invited into it. Um, and there's never, never any issues with anybody. Everybody gives their opinion and stuff. Um, and no one ever really has a go at anybody. It's a friendly environment where people can put their opinions about the club. And there's been opinions. Talk about like, loads of other things as well. Yeah. I mean, what was it on about the other day? Like, I can't remember what we were on about. Me and Carl were on about, and it went on for about four or five, and everybody else was chipping in. And it was uh, there's none of this like how someone puts an opinion like on certain Facebook groups. I'm not going to name them, but they're obvious. And a certain forum online where people just hound people for stuff, and there's none of that in the group at all. Everybody's is willing to listen to everybody's opinions, and it's it's really good. It's a really nice environment on the message chat, and uh, have a good catch up each day on what everybody's put. I mean, the one for me, I'd, I'd love to know who his contact is in the club or who he knows. Carl Whitehouse, the stuff he says on that group before anybody else on news out, let's say anything. Players, literally, I think near enough every player we've signed or we've been linked with this season, he said it hours before it's come out in the news. He's, uh, he's, he's a little bit of a stato, is, uh, yeah. is Carl. In fact, he made his... Uh... He made his debut yesterday after the match. We did a we did we'll have to get you on or Jack one of these times after yeah, the game. Yeah. We'll see us. We'll get you on. I was meant to, do for, meant to do it for Forest when I booked the car parking was going up by the time the penalty. Yeah. And you, if you whatever guys you want to come on straight after the game, we're always by the uh the, the little thing near the Asta. Come on and we get get in because it's it's nice to get more than just our opinions on there straight. Get that feeling after the game. You're more than well. So guys, if you're interested in being a member, there's the four different levels depending on how much you want to support. I recommend you do it. Uh, we'll put a link to the on the members group on the Discord group because there's a few more joined. And like I say, you get involved in conversations every single day because obviously you 
on here you can chat, but it definitely supports the channel. And Josh, it really means a lot that you uh, you're enjoying being part of that. And I say you got to meet two of the guys uh, yeah. and Rebecca yesterday was amazing. Before we get on, I'm just going to say a massive big thank you to Nathan Trip for that. That's incredible, uh, Nathan. He says, uh, first year following the EPL, I couldn't be happy to choose Wolf to support. It was a hard early in the season, but your vids gave me faith to keep supporting. Thrashing Liverpool, the game yesterday, it feels great to be a Wolves fan. That's amazing that um, he says that, mate. Honestly, we do try to uh, to keep our hopes up over on here. It's difficult at times. But I'd love to know where you're from in the world and... Um, you know, why you picked Wolves. If you just want to leave that in the chat, we'll put that up as well. And maybe, Nathan, you might want to think about joining the community at all. Just hit the join button, guys. You can get involved. Now, Jack, we're going to come to you first. Obviously, I'm going to be watching the Super Bowl later because, it, you know, the, my, my team that I picked through that film, uh, I can't remember the damn name of the film, but it was um, the chap that was... A local chap that gets into the team, and uh, I'll pick them from there. And so they get they're in the Super Bowl against the Chiefs tonight. Who's your NFL t uh, uh, team, and do you have any NFL related stories? I haven't really got one, Dave. I've never really been into it. I've got to be honest. I've tried to get into it, but it's like rugby with adverts, isn't it? It's just kind it of. Is. Can I you convert know, you to Eagles then? If you want, if you want to, yeah. I mean, are, are, are they any good? Well, they're Am in I the gonna... final. So in the Super Bowl, so you know, um, that you know that they, they've done well. They have to go through. It's a bit of a strange. I'm not a religious watcher. I just kind of take an interest in it and watch the old game on Sky and what have you. And it's the final tonight, and it's my team. And I, you know, so I'm going. It is like what you say. It's a strange game. It's. I always think of it. It's like chess with grown men, basically how, how it is. But yeah, you can be Eagles then, mate. You know the, the colours, the teal. That. I wore my teal yesterday as top, and the and walls wore the teals. I'm hoping it's lucky for the teal this weekend. Josh, how about you? So, like you said, I'm the same as you. I'll watch it loosely here and then. Um, so I've started watching it from around about 2014, 2015 time. Um, and I think the final around the time was the Pats versus the Seahawks. And I thought, oh, okay. Obviously, I heard of Tom Brady before and thought, oh, I'll start following the Pats until I soon realised that the Manchester United football... Uh, American football. Yeah. So I said, no, that's going to change. They've won it enough. I'll be classed as You don't want to be a glory until you no, say that's, that's why yeah. I'll get the Eagles as well. No, I'll watch a few more. And to be fair, I do probably follow the, the watch the Seahawks when I can. Probably watch them the most. So that yeah. would probably have to be my team. And I think my dad's, we've had this conversation before. I can never remember what they've been renamed to. Washington Generals, is it? Then they are now. Oh, God. It, Commanders. That's it. Commodores, was it the Commodores? No, no, that was the, the you know, they, that, that was them with the three degrees, wasn't it? The Commodores or the Commodores. Yeah, Lionel Richie, wasn't it? It's the What's Washington it? Commanders because they, uh, they, yeah, they they had to change the name, didn't they? Because yeah, of the yeah. yeah. So my dad, my dad's a Washington. Well, when he didn't watch it as much now, but as he was growing up, he was the Washington. It's his now Commanders, and I, I thought mostly follow the, the Seahawks. But like someone says, there, the Forty Nineers. I still loosely follow them as well. But if I have to pick any, any team... They, now, the like, question is, I've always wondered, and maybe Chris can answer this question, the 49ers, is that because... I always wonder why... Are they the, were they the 49 state? Is that why they're the 49? Listen, guys, we've got a brand new member. Do, 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 do. Ray Bisbee, <laughs> welcome to the membership. That's absolutely amazing. Thank you for joining. 
straight after this, I'm going to be putting the link to the Discord group up for all the new members and then get on there and chat away and introduce yourselves. That'd be amazing. But thanks for becoming a member. Mate, that's um, that's really interesting into your NFL, how you, how you come to do that. But, Jack, if you, if you get asked this question again, you've got a reason to say why you support the Philadelphia Eagles. There Eagles. you go. And uh, it won't be because you're a glory hunter, because they haven't won. You can say you were you supported them before they won. So, if they do before win... Before they were they famous. Before once. They've been in the final four times, um, and then they've won one, one time. Before. So it's like, it's like how everyone saw the Arctic Monkeys before they were famous, isn't it? It's like, oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah, I know them, yeah. It's going to be like that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, oh, Peter Yam Yam says um, it's the 49ers because the gold rush in 1849. Is that true? Mm -hmm. I need to know what the answer to this. Loads of people saying hello to, uh, to, to Ray in the chat, which are already members here. Uh, oh, it's about the prospectors. The, 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 it is about the gold rush. Hence the gold in, in Fortnite. Now I never knew that. Did you? Now you know. You know, it was all about the. I uh, thought it was something stupid to do with how many like spokes there was on the on the bridge in uh, San Francisco. Something stupid. I don't know why I always thought that. It was something to do with the gold spokes on the bridge. Yeah, <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? I'll, I'll tell you what. If you said that with a straight face to someone, they didn't know. Yeah. They would probably believe. Do you know what? Some of the logos as well. I mean, I love Wolves logo. Wolves logo is good, and I think the Eagles logo is really yeah. good. You know, Eagle, Eagles, Cardinals, Falcons, and the Rams. I think. But got some the of them are dreadful, like yeah. SF for San Francisco or KC. It's like you know, there's some dreadful logos. They haven't, they don't, they seem like they're from the 1940s or something yeah. like that. They've never updated them. Um, I, it always reminds me. I think they've got all this money, the franchises and the millions that they make, and the logos are like yeah. awful. Lisa, like the uh, like you say, the, the Seahawks has got a good logo, logo yeah. as well. It's to be anything to do with an animal, any team that's got an animal, apart yeah. from Buffalo Bills, I'm not too keen on their theirs one. Uh, but anything yeah. that involves an animal, they're, they're usually all right, actually. The, the logos. And Nathan has just uh, came in here. Uh, you know, he's basically he's, he's from America. He doesn't really know why I picked the Wolves. I just like the black and gold. And I'll tell you something, Nathan, if there's ever a good reason to pick it, that's one, because there is no strip like ours in the uh, in the league. I always think, you know, with red and white, blue and white, whatever, you know, red and white stripes, all that sort of stuff, we have got a distinctive strip, the black and gold, and it's a great white thing. And I think that that's why a lot of people pick us, because we stand out. Yeah. And... Uh, it's great to have you on board, mate, and thanks for uh, for subscribing to the channel. Right, to finish off the show, Jack, um, your moment of the day, man of the match and player and performance rating. Uh, moment of the day, I've said, is the SAR save at 1-0 down, because I think that's kind of the key moment where, you know, you kind of went, we're going to win today. Because if it's 2-0, I think we're going to struggle. Man of the match, I don't think anyone's picked him yet. I'm going to go Craig Dawson. Oh, right, OK. I, I just felt he again kind of epitomised what we needed. He was he was gutsy. He showed grit. He, he made some blocks, some tackles, and, and and second half, I think he really sort of when they had those moments when they were pressing a little bit, he was just really calm and composed. And and you can see already in two games, you can see an improvement in Semedo. You can see an improvement in Kilman. You can see an improvement in Saar behind him. That just that presence he's got, that calmness, that leadership, that organisation, and I think. Again, you know, we're talking about mentality. I think he's got that. 
you know, you listen to his interviews and he's very understated, very humble. But I think there's a there's a, a bit of steel in his spine there. I think he's a he's a real character. And I, I thought he was because I say I didn't see the Liverpool game, but uh it was the first time watching him in, in, in person. I think he's really, really good. Uh performance rating, I'm gonna go for an I was, I was gonna say an eight, I'm gonna go eight and a half. Because I think I don't think we were amazing. If I'm being like I said, I thought Southampton were probably the better team for, for nearly an hour. I think the fact that we had 10 men is obviously mitigating circumstances. But, you know, I think we've, we've played better than that this season, definitely, you know. And and, and the character we showed and, and we've talked about is great. But I think even Lopetegui, as much as he'll be absolutely buzzing that we've won the game, he'll be looking and going, we could have done that better, we could have done this better, didn't need to do that, we could have done this earlier. I think he's that kind of manager, isn't he? I think he'll, he'll very, very much kind of, even when we beat Liverpool 3-0 last week, he'd have been saying, well, could have been four, could have been five could have done this instead. and So I think there's, there's obviously definitely things to work on and improve on. But I think, like we said, just that character that we showed, I think he's, he's going to be massive in terms of going forward. Absolutely well said. And just before we get on to Joss, um, obviously there has been a word uh, again tonight. Have you managed to spot the word that everyone's put into the uh, into the uh, into thing? If you have, start putting that word down in the, uh, the chat now and we'll tell you how many of you have got it right. On... T- um, <laughs> and, uh, oh right, yeah, uh, Josh. And finally to you, mate. So match rating, I am going to go seven. Yeah, seven um, on the basis. First half, we couldn't get our foot on the ball. In all honesty, every second ball, we weren't winning. Um, but that at that point, it probably would have been around four. But the way it finished, the way we went forward, it knocks it up to a seven. Um, on the basis of that, my um, man of the match. It, it's, it's got to be Ruben. It has to be Ruben this week. I know I try and avoid saying him most weeks because everyone goes for him. I called Ruben we, as well. We know he's a leader. I don't know if you watched the, uh, our reaction after the game, but we, you probably watched it on the coach, probably on the way back or whatever. But like, yeah. um, uh, we went, we all went with Ruben. But it was, uh, for me, that he, he was the leader on the pitch. Even before Adama and um, Costa come on, giving us a focal point up front, Neves was the one on field and Dawson behind him, to be fair. But, this week for me, it's, it's got to be Ruben. And then uh, my moment of the day, there was a cluster of things really, um, that all leads to the same thing. So I'll say it. Um, when we were in Eastleigh and the um, Weather Spoons, um, there was a couple um, gone to get me salt and vinegar for me, for me, barbecue chicken melt with my chips. And then um, they called me, I said, Excuse me, can I speak to you? I said, yeah, yeah. You go on, uh, on, on Dave's channel, don't you? I went, Oh, yeah, no. yeah. And I, 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 all these, there was a few that happened in the day, and that one got talking to a really nice couple. And they said, We watch it watch it every week. And oh, they said, like, awesome. Paul, Jack, Jason, Manny, we all do a really good job. And um, Lucy, everybody, they mentioned everybody's names and said how good it is. Um, I then got outside the ground, um, and I knew I was going to meet this, this man anyway. He was the caretaker at one of the schools I go out to. And straight away, um, I'm looking forward to seeing you on the channel tomorrow um, after to see how we got on with the game and looking out and looking forward to it and seeing everybody on it. Then in the ground, same again, I'm walking up to the steps to walk in and this bloke just taps me on the shoulder. Never seen him in my life. Um, Excuse me, can I ask you a question? I went, yeah, yeah. He goes, you go on, Dave, you're Josh, aren't you? I went, yeah. He goes, brilliant what you all do. Keep what you're doing. Going off what you've had on Twitter, I was dreading being spotted at times in the the ground, thinking, oh, someone's going to say something stupid. But actually everybody... It's the first time it's ever happened. People have grabbed hold of me and said, oh, you Joshua, go on there. And then obviously the final bit of the puzzle 
and Carl's alluded to already, was meeting Carl and Rebecca as well. So just meeting people. And that was the bit like seeing, never spoke to Carl on the phone, but never seen him personally or Rebecca, only ever see him on the message groups so to see him there behind me and have a good chat with her. All that sort of stuff of meeting people that watch you on this channel and contribute to the channel um, was probably my moment of the day. And seeing Carl as well do the um, post-match reaction. He was nervous. He, he, was, he, could, he was nervous at the start. I got my brother to watch it earlier as well. Um, nervous at the start, but you could see he set straight into it within the first few seconds. And he, he that was my point of the day, just interacting with people and meeting what, people Josh, you've never seen. That's so nice to hear, that is. Um, it, I mean, it's really nice because... I wish I'd have got the names, the bloke in the ground. I wish I'd have got his name and the couple in the um, the Weber Spoons. If you're I'm watching, they're watching. But uh, hi from all of us. Thank yeah, you. The bloke in the ground and the couple. Thank it you very much. So much to get the feedback. And I'll tell you what, mate, the 99.9% the of people are lovely. You know, I've, no one's ever really been said a bad thing whilst nah. they've been at the game or anything. You just get the odd idiot um, who has some sort of like, um, grudge or whatever on Twitter occasionally that yes. they'll come out. It's you know, we've but in person, people are you know, most people are nice, and like yes. that's one thing that we try and have with this channel. Uh, it's the community side of it. You know, we've got one said it earlier that chap that came on, his dad wasn't very well a couple of weeks, two or three weeks ago. We, we wished his dad and he come on today and said, like, his dad's a lot better now. And everyone straight away in the chat is saying, so glad to hear it. And he said, this is so nice because the people here are so friendly and nice, and that's what we want. Yeah, I do. If the one name's just cropped up, actually, whether that's right, Dave Barry from Cornwall, whether that's the bloke who I met in the ground potentially. It, oh yeah, yeah. Well, it might be. Just there he is, Dave. Love you, all. love you to potentially. Be. Nice, absolutely fantastic. Uh, carry on then, Josh. Um, yes, man of the match, Ruben Seven, and that was my moment today. Just a collection of meeting everybody. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, mate, it's been, guys, it's been an absolutely brilliant. If you didn't know, uh, the um, it was Eagles. It had to be, um, as I say, Hotel California. I will be staying up late. So if anyone's on the uh, the Discord group up late, keep us company in the Discord group because we will, will be watching it. It'll go on for however long. Uh, but you got it don't happen very often. So I'm going to be uh, sticking out and watching that. I won't be doing a watch along, so don't worry about that. I'm literally going to relax. <laughs> And do that. Uh, Jack, how can people uh, find you on social and stuff if they want to follow you on social? Uh, I don't think they can. Uh, don't do Twitter, don't do Facebook. Oh, no, you don't. You do here, no. though. I'm on here. There you go. So if, if you want if you want me, you got to wait for a, an after match. You come and speak to me there. There you go. And yeah. Josh? So I'm probably one of the only luckily people in the world that can actually put their first name and last name as their Twitter handle and their Facebook and their YouTube because everyone has to put numbers on. So... I'm lucky with that. So it's literally Instagram, Facebook. I've just opened up my Twitter. Um, I used to keep it locked, but in the last few weeks and I've started using it, I have opened it up. Um, so my Instagram and my Twitter is just Josh Woodbury. So Woodbury, B-E-R-R-Y at the end, not U-R-Y as everyone. Everyone says with the accent. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Um, Finley said, this is with Dad. Hi, Dad. I love this group a bit. And Manny is amazing with the stuff he does as well, which is absolutely lovely. Guys, um, it's been a great show. Thanks for joining us in the chat. Um, it's been really good. The other thing I would just like to point out, and now you probably can't see this on the, um, actually, if you're listening to it back on the um, on the uh, the podcast, but I would recommend that you do 
check out the Always Wolves Facebook page, uh, uh, sorry, the alwayswolves.co.uk uh, website. It is an amazing website. Uh, there's loads of stuff like we've got uh, the, the, the reaction, the player ratings, things we learned, previews, history of, loads of news and stuff like that on there uh, that we do. It's definitely worth checking out. We, there's loads of, we've got a great little writers group that write for us and we do like opinion pieces as well. So add it to your favourites, alwayswolves.co.uk. Absolutely brilliant. It's been an amazing show. Um, Jack, Josh, Manny, Jason. And uh, Nathan, who's come on tonight, so much appreciated for giving you time. Much appreciated. And thank you to all you guys in the uh, the chat. And uh, I'm going to be completely happy if the Teal, uh, both Teal teams win yesterday and the uh, the Eagles win the Super Bowl tonight. That would, for two in two, Dave. That was second that appearance. Would round, round off a, a perfect weekend. So for myself, Josh and Jack, and love, love and best wishes to wherever you're watching through in the world. Always wolves. Always wolves. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.